0: I don't want to say having that experience, but having the drive and initiative to go out, seek out opportunities to learn and put yourself in positions where you might meet new people or learn some new things, I think shows a lot about um, a potential intern's work ethic, you know, if they're hardworking or not.
1: You are listening to the UND Greyhound Guide, the only show of its kind where we highlight the sport management program at the University of Indianapolis located in the amateur sports capital of the world. This content will help listeners better understand both our graduate and undergraduate courses through the voices of students, alumni, and even professors. These conversations provide an insight that you can't get from visiting a website or touring a campus. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. At UND Sport MGT to learn more. So, today we will be talking with Patrick Kozlowski, who is currently working at Special Olympics Indiana. Patrick graduated from UND in 2012 with his bachelor's degree in sport management. Um, thanks for joining us today. Would you mind starting off by telling us? Uh, a little bit about your role as the manager of sports programs and what that entails on a day-to-day basis? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Cody. Um, so really my main function is planning and managing our state-level competitions uh, for Special Olympics Indiana. So the way that we're structured um I work for our state office which we are a part of Special Olympics USA which is part of Special Olympics North America which is part of Special Olympics International. So in some ways we're, we're structured kind of similar to you know the, the regular Olympics in terms of hierarchy. So the folks coming to our competitions are representing their local county program. That's really where like practice and training takes place. So at our competitions, you might see the Marion County Pacers versus the Hamilton County Fever, if we were talking about like basketball or something um so to give you a, a, an idea of what those competitions are like or, or the scope of them, our largest one throughout the year is our summer games, which takes place at Indiana State and Rose Holman universities. Um, we have about 4,300 delegates come so our, the delegates are athletes, coaches, um, really anyone who's part of the delegation coming out there. Um, so we have, probably about 70 county programs that bring those 4,300 people. Um, We offer eight sports over three days and we use about 1,400 to 1,500 volunteers for that event. Um, That's the biggest one. Then we have uh, our fall competition, which is over a few different weekends. We have about 3,500 Um, people involved in that in terms of just athletes and coaches Um, I oversee our winter games that's one of the smaller events that we have that's only about 150 athletes Um, and then I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I oversee our basketball program which is the largest in the world it's we live in Indiana so that's to some degree to be expected but um, we we have annually over 250 teams between three-on-three and five-on-five competition. And as far as I know, we're the only state program, we're the only program in the world to have an uh, an all-women's tournament and an all-youth tournament. And the all-youth tournament is actually hosted at UND um, with a, a class of students there. So in terms of what goes into all of that, you know, planning those competitions, it's Securing a venue, getting the equipment, dealing with meals and lodging. If we're talking about an overnight event, setting up the venue, tearing down the venue, recruiting and training volunteers. I manage the entire entry process. So people saying, here's the sport I want to enter and my qualifying times. Um, we develop the event schedules. And then once it gets to event time, it's kind of it's just managing everything, putting out fires um dealing with the risk management side of it so making sure that we've got proper um, medical coverage um, that you know that the venue itself is safe that there's no hazards and then afterwards evaluating that event and then going into the planning process for the following year to see what changes we want to make things like that so that takes up probably the the majority of my time but we have a coach's education program so um, basically training sessions for our coaches, um, everything from getting them acclimated to how do you work with a Special Olympics athlete, what's the best way to teach a Special Olympics athlete a new skill, how do you structure a practice, um, all the way into getting more sports specific in terms of you know coaching basketball and what drills can you run, what kind of things do you wanna do basketball specific. And that that's, that's really a, a broad overview um I, I'm always doing something different I don't do the same thing day in and day out and so that keeps me on my toes and and kind of makes it so I don't really get bored with what yeah. I'm doing.
1: So going back to your college days as a student mm-hmm. uh, I'm just curious what drove you to attend UND initially and um enroll
0: in the sport management program? Yeah, so I actually I, I really chose Indy for the physical therapy program because that's what I wanted to do coming out of high school. So um, at the time there were only three schools that offered physical therapy in Indiana. It, I think I was probably pre-PT for about two years. I started off as a human biology major, then went to kinesiology and as I was going through it, I was just like, physical therapy just wasn't for me. I just, I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the classes. It just, I couldn't see myself doing it like out of school and, and you know, spending another, you know, two years of undergrad and three years getting a doctorate like at I just didn't see the value in it for me so um, when I was originally wanting to be a physical therapist I kind of I always knew I wanted to work in sports Um, I grew up playing sports I've always been a fan of sports it was just a world that I was very comfortable in at the time and so I just kind of saw hey there's a sport management major at the time I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do with that yeah I just I think it was like my probably late sophomore year I ended up switching over to sport management and uh, just never really looked back so in some ways it kind of fell into my lap
1: so you've been working now for a while and you've been in the Indianapolis scene Mm -hmm. Uh, in your opinion what are some things that make the city so unique in the sports landscape because we have everything ranging from you know, high school, go to professional, and then you work in your setting, so um, what's your view on that?
0: Yeah, I think that's a a big part of it is that in Indianapolis, we have, like you said, professional teams, amateur teams. Um, There's a lot of different associations. As a student coming in, there's a lot of, depend regardless of what you wanna do in sports, whether you wanna go into more the event side, if you wanna do more administration, coaching. um, There's an organization here in the city um, that can give you the experience that you need. Um, I also think that UND specifically a lot of the professors and folks there on campus have then a lot of working relationships with the folks in those organizations. So you know over the course of time we're kind of patting each other on the back because those organizations can give sport management students the experience they need and then when those people need employees they know they're getting employees that a some of them have seen an internship so that they know or that they know are coming out of a good program um like UND. Um, I think one of the other things too is that you know Indianapolis is a, a regional hub in the midwest we're within a really reasonable drive of Chicago, Louisville, Cincinnati, Detroit, St. Louis so um, even outside of that, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to go from Indianapolis to another nearby city. Um, and then with that, you know, we, that's why I think we tend to get the final four, whether it's the men's or women's, every couple years we've gotten the Super Bowl, the Big Ten, you know, is regularly here for basketball and football. So I think it's cool, too, that, you know, on top of all the other things that are based here in Indy, we get a lot of those events coming in. Yeah, I think in some ways, Indianapolis being a smaller market kind of helps us in that regard because everything's pretty confined in that downtown area. So in your role,
1: you oversee, like you have said, a plethora of volunteers and interns. Um, What are some qualities you look for in young people that are looking to get their foot in the door um, and try to maybe gain experience outside the classroom to help prepare them for the real world?
0: Sure, so I think this this is probably nothing that's groundbreaking or that a student hasn't heard before, but maybe sometimes it's better to hear it from someone working in sports as opposed to a professor who's you know constantly trying to drill it into your head but you know one of the big things i look for on like an intern resume or or if i'm interviewing them is what prior experience do they have that's specifically relevant to the sports world so like we talked about there's a lot of organizations teams and events that happen here in indianapolis and so i'm always looking for you know especially a sport management student like have they gone and volunteered at the Big Ten have they um, volunteered at the Final Four have they done especially if they're volunteering with us at Special Olympics have they volunteered for Special Olympics if they go to UND have they volunteered for the basketball tournament that is hosted by UND for Special Olympics so I don't want to say having that experience but having the drive and initiative to go out seek out opportunities to learn and put yourself in positions where you might meet new people or learn some new things, I think shows a lot about um, a potential intern's work ethic, you know, if they're hardworking or not. Um, If you're comparing, if I'm comparing two interns and one of them has a whole lot of, you know, extracurricular activities or volunteer stuff and the one next to them doesn't, the one who has all of that activities is automatically going to stand out and they may not end up being the the hardest worker out of those two, but in terms of on paper, it gives that appearance that you know they're out there doing the best they can to to learn and and become a better young professional. You know, one of the other things I look at I've noticed over the years that um, I think one thing that sets some interns apart are, are taking notes and asking questions. Tends to be that the interns who really do well in that are able to work with minimal supervision for me are ones that when I'm giving them instructions or telling them to do something, they're writing it down as as we're talking. It's amazing how when you're talking with someone, everything makes sense. And then when you actually go back to put what they asked you into practice, sometimes you forget every, <laughs> everything that was said because you were concentrating so hard. Um, so I think just taking notes and, and being proactive and asking questions And then one of the last things I look at, this is maybe a little bit unorthodox or something, but some of it is like, will this person make my job harder or easier? And a lot of, again, a lot of the events that we do are overnight. So we're spending, you know, 16 hours a day with the same people. And so some of it is, you know, at the end of the day, can I sit down and have a beer with this person and just have a conversation without, you know, without them irritating me a little bit. Um, Because when in sports, um, you know, especially for a student who's looking to get into sports, there's a lot of long hours, there's a lot of long days. And like for summer games, for instance, on our side, like I was talking about earlier, we're setting up for, you know, we go down on a Monday, we stay all week and the event doesn't start until Friday. So, I mean, we're, we're in Terre Haute for seven days with the same people all day every day and you it's natural that you're gonna get irritated with people and so some of it is you know is an intern going to fit well into that situation are they is it going to take more work for me to plan for this intern or are they going to kind of fit into our normal workflow i tend to be a more hands-off kind of independent supervisor um so for me like i like having an intern that i'm able to give a task to And I I expect that they're going to have some questions, but that hopefully as time goes on, they can start to figure out what the next step would be and start to pick up on my work style and the things that I'm looking for to where, as opposed to me coming back with a bunch of edits or revisions, they're already catching those things as time goes on. And I think just being a hard worker, a self-starter, and are you are you wanting to learn are are probably the things I look for the most.
1: So really the last question that I wanted to go over, because we knocked out two with that. Sure. Uh, If there was a recent high school graduate, a senior just graduated and they were looking at attending uh, UND for the sport management program, what would be um, some of your talking points to them about, why that program would be a good fit for them
0: yeah so even if i take a step back from the program just like the university itself the when i was there like i loved the campus community like everyone on campus is i think it's a pretty close and tight knit community because there's only you know about seven thousand or so students so you know compared to like an iu or purdue you just know a much larger portion of the student body than at a larger school so um you know i really liked that and then with that i think you get you know smaller class sizes with a smaller campus so i had friends who went to iu purdue and they're in a lecture hall you know with 75 students and you don't get as much of the one-on-one interaction with your teacher it's harder to ask questions Um, because you're, again, you're competing with 74 other students as opposed to, you know, the 20 or 25, I think that we typically see at UND, you know, for anyone who's a student athlete, the athletic programs are top notch. Like it seems like every year, all of our sports are competitive within the conference and nationally, all of the sports programs are, are awesome there. So especially if you're a student athlete, that's a nice plus. Once you get into more of the sport management program itself, and especially when I was there, they've added some more professors from when I was there. um, But I think all of them are are great. All of them, I think, have experience outside of just teaching. Um, So, you know, sometimes it's it's one thing to listen to someone sit there and kind of tell you, hey, you need to be doing this you know, for your career, if they've never done that themselves. And I think that's one great thing about UND is all the professors have that real world experience and they've all been in our shoes. Um, and then along with that, many of them have relationships with a lot of those folks who, you know, are on professional sports teams, whether it's the Colts or Pacers or the Indians, um, or in the NCAA, IHSA, it's, they've got a lot of relationships to where you know if you're looking for an internship sometimes they can help you get your foot in the door they can help provide a little bit of guidance on navigating the sports scene in indianapolis because they kind of know a lot of the people in it um and then overall i think there's just a lot of good leadership on campus, from President Rob all the way down. They seem to be very student-centered. The campus is constantly improving. They put in a lot more buildings, and it's like they're constantly trying to improve the campus and make it better for the students. There's a lot of strong ties to the local community. There's a very strong push to give back to the community, which I think is, is really important. I think any student coming out of high school that, you know, wants to get into sports, especially if you live in Indiana, you're not going to find a better program at another college than at UND. So um, yeah, I'd recommend anyone taking a look at it.
1: This brings us to the end of our conversation with Patrick. Thank you again, Patrick, for joining us today. And thank you for listening. If you would like to stick around for a few minutes, Patrick also shared some key points in terms of resumes and what he looks for with potential interns and volunteers, um, and if you're looking for information about future podcasts or the UND Sport Management Program, both graduate and undergraduate level, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at UND Sport
0: MGT to learn more. And with, with reviewing intern resumes, I've seen really, really good ones and I've seen really, really bad ones. Um, and so, you know, initially when, you, when you've when you got a stack of resumes in front of you, the, the first thing that comes to mind is just the overall like format or look of the resume. Some students will use Calibri, you know, 11 size font for the entire body. And so in some ways it makes it hard to pick out certain key bits of information because everything kind of blurs together um and a resume is meant to where you know you shouldn't really have to read it line by line you should be able to kind of quickly glance over a resume and and pick out information so you know i i wouldn't recommend going overly crazy but i think using like bold font or italic font every now and again to separate some of the information um is helpful Um, and again if if you're able to especially now with the technology that we have and all the different softwares that are out there there are interesting formats for resumes that to where the, the information is organized and just shows up differently than maybe what it than what people are used to and so even if you can get the same information and just present it in a different way that looks a little bit different that catches the eye and it immediately Again, it, it kind of gives the impression that hey, this person is—they took the time to a make their resume look a little bit better, and it shows that you've obviously got some computer skills and and you know you know some technology if you're able to kind of jazz it up and make it look cooler than just the plain font. Um, spelling and grammar is a big thing. Being able to to proofread and you know have a resume that. It, make sense to the person reading it is really important we talked a little bit about this earlier but volunteering for events obviously you know if someone's got a list of things versus nothing that's going to stand out Um, another thing I always tell people especially in sports is use specific numbers because like when you're talking about an event if I were to talk about summer games without giving you the numbers of how many coaches and athletes and everything we're dealing with, you would never understand how big of an event that is. So um, it's important to be as specific as possible. So if if you had an event for, um, you know, 200 some teams and you had to coordinate with 30 different officials, like it's helpful to put that on a resume because it gives, you know, your potential employer an idea of what you're capable of in, in terms of managing the size of that event. Also, don't put anything on your resume if you're not able to talk about it in an interview. Um, You know, there are times where I'll see a student put on there like, hey, I have you know, I have really good multitasking skills and I'll say, hey, that's great. You need that. Can you give me an example of a time that you've had to multitask and then they can't give me an example. And so if you're going to put something on your resume, you know, be prepared to have some sort of story to tell with it. The resume is kind of, you know, the outline. And then when you're in the interview, that's really when you're telling a story based on the things you see on that resume. And then tailor the resume to the job, Um, especially now. Uh, So many jobs, especially if they're posted on like an Indeed or ZipRecruiter or, you know, an online website, many of those use algorithms to filter out your resume before a person even looks at it. So when you're looking at a job description, try and use a lot of the same words that are in the job description, Um, because sometimes an algorithm, if it doesn't pick up on those keywords, it kind of puts you to the bottom of a pile um, you know, which no one wants that, especially if you're, if it's a job with, you know, hundred people, they're only going to look at so many resumes. They're not going to look at all 100. So anything you can do to, to get your resume to the top, um, I think is really helpful. And then lastly, pay attention to the cover letter, not just the resume, because again, the resume is showing kind of what you're capable of in the job in terms of your tasks and duties. To me, a cover letter is showing more of your personality. You, I think you can tell a lot about someone by their writing style and what they choose to talk about in a cover letter. So um, I would tell people, you know, make sure you don't neglect that and, and use the cover letter as a way to tell a story. Um, on a resume, you're not using really sentences where in a cover letter you can tell a story a little bit easier and really highlight, you know, one or two things um, you know, that that you think are a strong suit about yourself.